Welcome to Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care. We're here in August actually um, and you might be thinking, where have you been? What have you been doing? And why haven't you been podcasting? Well, there's no simple reason, there's no simple answer and there's no simple excuse. It's a number of reasons, um, from a lot of personal reasons to a lot of, I suppose, job reasons to a lot of, I don't really know, to be honest. That feeling of not really knowing if the podcast was for me, or podcasting was for me, I should say, um, to knowing if really people wanted to listen. And yes, don't get me wrong, I have my audience, um, my few people that listen all the time. Uh, thanks, Mum. <laughs> and and I'm grateful for that. Um, but I wasn't sure. But also, on top of that, um, I moved house. And I'm going to put it out there. Moving is um, interesting, everybody. And and I'm talking about moving after 20 years of living in the same place. So it's been an interesting time. I'd say interesting. Would I say interesting? Is that the word to use? Or would I say emotional? (laughs) My husband might say a few other words, actually. Um, But I have struggled, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've struggled um, to become comfortable with what I've done with the move, uh, struggled to find some um, comfort. Um, I've struggled to um, find some peace with the move. However, I'm turning a corner and we're getting there. Firstly, because the move didn't go quite as smoothly as we wanted it to. Secondly, um, the house was, let's just say... Um, not as we hoped it would be and so there was lots to do and um, it wasn't as um, clean as we would have liked um, so there was lots and lots to do but it looks great now it look well it is looking great uh, or looking better I should say still stuff to do and, and it's work in progress and so that has raised my feeling that it's okay um and that I am feeling a lot more comfortable a lot more um at peace with the choice and I'm getting my head round that we are now in a new home and that it is feeling more like home and so that is good so that's one reason why podcasting took a back burner I suppose the other one was work has been, again, not great. Um, being a small business, it's not that easy to um, make companies understand that they need to pay you. <laughs> um, and so sometimes they don't. And so at this present time, I am frustratingly annoyed 
with a specific company um, for not paying me. And so then that adds a burden and frustration and annoyance that just is unnecessary and um, wastes my energy and my frustration that causes me stress and anxiety, which I can do without considering I already have that anyway and I need that not at all. And so that's very annoying. And on top of that, um, my business hasn't really picked up since the pandemic. And so it's it's been a bit of a slow burner. And that is because, obviously, um, not being able to get out and about due to the um, chronic pain. So, yeah, again, maybe that's why I haven't um, podcasted really and then I thought today oh I'll do one I'll do a podcast and the reason for doing a podcast today is because I wanted to say that I'm still around and that I'm still wanting to do a podcast I'm still wanting to share what's going on in the care industry I'm still wanting to say that we need to speak up and we need to share um, what we're doing out there to try and improve the care for our most vulnerable and to try and do the best we can to ensure that we are providing the best outcomes for the people that need it. But on top of that, that we need to shout from the rooftops when things are going really well and that we need to make sure that we're saying, hey, hey, I'm here and we are doing this and this is what we're doing and this is the the great work we're doing. We are very quick at sharing the poor, the good, the bad, the ugly and the absolute shit. We are good at doing that. But what we forget to do is to tell people when... We are doing a great service and a fabulous service and an outstanding service. But on top of that, we are going through an absolute crisis within um, everyday life, really, with people within the cost of living and things like that. And there's lots going on. And people are struggling and it, and, it, and it feels like there's all this weight that's been landed on lots of people. And we're having to sort of wade through treacle really and wade through how to prioritise what to worry about and what to take on. And I think that is just adding to the burden of people and weighing us down, isn't it? And it's like having weights on top of us and and realising, well, what do I prioritise today? What do I worry about today? And for some people, it will be weighing on them so much and it will be that point of, oh, my goodness, you know, they've just said this, you know, 77% 77% is going to go up by 77% it's going to go up by another 70% it's going to you know and and that that fourth thinking that by October is going to go up again and and people will be just wading through treacle they will be trying to get through to the next day the next day they'll be they will be feeling the pressure of not just the next bill, but the the moment of, you know, we have these smart meters, and yes, 
yeah, for, on one hand, fabulous because you can see what you're spending. But on the other hand, you can see it ticking, ticking, moving, watching what you're using. And for some people, that'd be like, oh, turn that off, turn that off, turn that off. Okay, we can't have that. Let's not have a cup of tea. Actually, let's not have a hot meal today. Let's do this. And for some people, it'll become that much. And, and it'll become that much pressure. That that smart meter will become a burden to them. Because they'll be watching it. And there's all these apps, isn't there, to watch what you're spending. And yes, in one hand it's good, but in the other hand it becomes obsessive. And for people that are on lower incomes or mid-range incomes, it will become obsessive. And it may become to that point of you constantly, constantly check it. And that burden, on top of working, on top of trying to find your next job, on top of thinking about what's going to happen in October. It's just adding to the pressure for everybody. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? At this present time, everything is weighing down on us. Everything. And people are struggling. And it made me think today to remind people that they need to remember to talk to people. They need to remember to be open and honest and speak up. They need to be reminded that it is okay not to be okay. And it is so important to ask somebody twice, how are you today? And then, how are you really? It's important to realise that if you are struggling, there are places to go to speak up. Don't bury your head in that sand please it's not that easy I get it it really isn't but also for me who's self-employed I know I know what it's like to go from not having to go from having lots of work to not having a lot of work and to looking for work constantly and being a small business it's difficult it's hard And within the business that I'm in, within the care industry at the moment, a lot of companies are getting free training. So then people that are are trainers like me, well, we're not being used because actually that's one thing that people will always cut back on. Is that kind of work? Is that kind of thing? Is their training budget and things like that? They'll either go Eve portfolio or something else. A lot of companies do. And that's the key thing. I mean, for me, I'm trying to evaluate what I'm doing, trying to look at where I can go, trying to reinvent. And I'm constantly reinventing what I'm doing and deciding where can I go from here. But realising that actually, you've sometimes just got to step back and you've got to see the bigger picture. But that's only easy if your mental health is good. And sometimes mine isn't. Sometimes my anxiety overtakes and sometimes it just is not easy to see the bigger picture. And sometimes you have those days where you just can't 
think. Everything is just too much. You've got, what? Well, how do I pay that bill? Or, you know, and then on top of that, you have a company that haven't paid their bills. So then you're thinking, oh, right, if I had that, that'd be all right for next month. And that's frustrating. And that's the frustrating thing about things. The impact that other people have on you. It's like, it's like a domino effect, isn't it? It's like something that tips you over that edge and just makes, really, come on. We have to think about how we behave, how we deal with things can impact somebody else's. And what we, if we don't do something, and how that can impact somebody else. And sometimes I don't think people always think about that. And I think sometimes we have to be aware of that. And we have to be a bit more aware of that in business. And that's one thing I, I want companies to understand and to get and to really be more aware of. And certainly where the small businesses are concerned, come on. You know, there's a fine line, isn't there? You know, the sliding doors effect and things like that. You know, the choices we make. And, and, and understand the behaviours that people have from not doing something and how it can have a massive impact on somebody. I just think sometimes we need to step back. We need to take a moment. We need to understand the bigger picture. Be aware of it. We need to understand that things are difficult and we need to respect that and we need to take that moment to realise that not everybody will manage it very well not everybody will be able to cope with it and not everybody has the resilience to get through it they may need some help and that's okay but also there'll be days where you can't manage it. There'll be days where you just want to sit. You just want to wallow. There'll be just days where you just think, why bother? Why bother? And I think for me, it's more about just being able to get across that point that if you're having a bad day, it's not about somebody else. It's about you. It's about how you manage it. It's about you. You can't. It's 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 not that you're weak or not able to cope. It's just that day. Tomorrow you might wake up and be able to cope with it. You may actually have a cry and feel better. But what you don't want to do is not be able to talk. You need to be able to talk about it. You've got to be able to be open. And you've got to be able to be open without the feeling that you need to feel guilty about it or bad about it. And I think that's certainly within the care industry for me, where where obviously I work, it's a big part of it. Because actually, if you work in the care industry, you have to... Then go into a job where you have to cope with other people's emotions as well quite a lot of the time. And you're dealing with a lot of different emotions on a daily basis. And sometimes you have to put yours to the side to deal with somebody else's. 
Don't forget after you finish work, you've got to deal with those emotions that you've left. And you've got to keep, make sure that you are dealing with them. And one of the things I am very aware of that I tell companies is that make sure that your care workers are talking about their well-being, talking about how they're coping and making sure that when you are doing supervision, you are talking about well-being and you're asking them about resilience and how they're dealing with it and how they cope with it, that you aren't ignoring it, that you have some kind of well-being plan within your company, that you have a well-being policy, that you are interested and that you are supporting people, that it's not just about, you know, how well somebody's done their job, that you're thinking about how somebody's coping with a situation, that you're putting strategies in place, that you're providing them with the tools to deal with difficult situations. Because resilience, building somebody's resilience, is paramount to them being able to cope. And within the care industry, that's what we've got to build. That's what we've got to try and do. That's what we've got to make sure people have. So that when they go home, they can manage and cope. Because otherwise, when they go home and they've got this burden of having to pay the bills, they're not going to have the actual energy for anything else. And that's going to be tenfold. Because on top of supporting people at end of life or with mental health problems, they then go home and have to deal with all the other stuff. And that weight is massive if you haven't been given the tools to cope with the work stuff. So we have to be aware of that. And the care industry is very unique, the healthcare and care industry. You're dealing with such unique stuff on a daily basis. And so we have to be much more aware. And making sure that we're listening to people. Listening. And that we are aware that we speak up. But as I said right at the beginning... Today I felt, oh, actually, I've got something to say. I've got something to share. I've got something to let you know that I'm still here. You know, that I have still hope that I'll do the podcasting a lot more, that I'll get back to it. I can't promise I'll be back again next week or the week after. But if I've got something to say, I will say it. And I'll come on and and it'll be impromptu. But... I hope to get back to it. I hope to build my confidence up again. I hope to be able to come and share with you what I have to say. I really, really hope so. I really hope I'll be able to start looking at having guests again. I hope so. I hope I can share with you the love that I have for the care industry because that's my hope because the care industry is still important to me and I still want to share it so thank you for listening to Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care and see you again soon 
Come join me again for Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care. Welcome to Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care. Again, it's been a bit of a while, hasn't it? Um, It's odd, isn't it? it? It's been an interesting time for many people and for myself. Um, it's like, how should I feel at the moment? How should we feel at the moment? It's like things have paused but not paused it's like somebody's told us that for the last couple of weeks there's there hasn't been a crisis going on because somebody has died and that's been sad and lots of people have struggled with the queen dying and things like that and absolutely i understand people's grief and the memories it brings back and things like that but we have so much going on we have so much that we have to be aware of and then we have a new prime minister and don't even get me started about that and then you watch the news and you listen to people telling you what's going to be happening over the next few months and it's like oh why don't you pile that onto me as well? Why don't you tell me the negativity, the negatives of what's going to be happening and then add that to what's already on my mind, in my head? And then, on top of that, it's all the other stuff within your own life, isn't it? But also, for me, I think about when you hear what the government talks about and the lack of response and I do believe there's a lack of response I think about the people that are going to be massively struggling I think about the people that are already struggling I think about our most vulnerable people in society and how our care providers, our care workers, how are they going to get through this? And then on top of that, I think about myself as a business owner, as a sole trader, not so much a business limited company, but as a sole trader and how in the last few months, how things have been for me. And when I've spoken to other companies who are small business owners and how they're struggling at the moment, It is like, what on earth do we do? However, what the first thing everybody should do is be honest with themselves. And that honesty with yourself by saying, actually, do you know what? I'm not okay. (laughs) Things are shit. Things aren't great. And this isn't okay. And I am concerned and I am worried. And I'm going to be honest with that. And it is constant at the moment. And reminding ourselves that it's okay to be worried and it's okay to have these thoughts. And that we should be talking about them. Don't obsess about them, but talk about them. 
there's a difference and sometimes it feels like we are obsessing because actually constantly the news is telling us this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen and so be aware of that and be aware of your own mental well-being but be honest about it don't try and hide it don't try and ignore it When you talk about it, you start building that resilience. You start building the ways of coping with that. And it enables you to be able to wake up the next day, to manage the next day. Or maybe not even the next day, the next hour for some people. But if you don't admit it, if you just push it down and keep pushing it down, it will build up. And it will continue to build up until it explodes. And you might not explode now and you might not explode in the next month or the next year. But eventually you will. And the explode might not be within anger. It might be within clinical depression. Making you become within yourself, staying in, not going out giving up and things like that so be aware of that so you've got to be honest with yourself and open and that's the thing about building resilience when we talk about things you're starting to build your resilience you're 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 being open so don't be afraid to talk about what you're worried about even if somebody answers saying well why are you worried about that it doesn't matter what they think it's your worry you're allowed to be concerned it doesn't matter what other people say it's your concern there is no need for somebody else to say to you but there's no need to be worried if you're worried you're worried you don't have to justify that worry you just need to talk it out when somebody tells you why have you taken that like that i didn't mean it like that it doesn't matter that they didn't mean to say it like that. You took it in that way. And so you just have to say, well, actually, that's how it made me feel. You might not have meant it like that, but that made me feel like that. And so in people have to own that and people have to be honest about that. And sometimes we have to call people out. We have to be honest with that. The more open you are, the more transparent you are, the more aware you are with how you feel about something, the more control you are of your mental well-being. And the better you will become of dealing with difficult situations, which means you will build resilience. And when you build resilience, it means that you will be able to manage difficult situations it means that you can prepare and build strategies coping mechanisms it's not easy and don't get me wrong it may come to the point where you can't deal with a difficult situation because actually you haven't got the resources at that point in time and you may need to seek further advice and guidance and that might be from your GP from your professional therapist or counsellor or psychologist, psychiatrist, you may need to seek more support. 
you may need medication. But what you need to do is initially admit it when you need support and guidance and and reassurance. And that is okay. And at the moment, for people who are struggling, try to avoid things that make you struggle more. So actually, does the news assist you with your well-being? If it doesn't, don't watch it. And somebody said to me, but if you don't know what's going on, actually, you'll find out what's going on because people tend to tell you. Sometimes watching certain news stations won't show you the proper things that are going on because there is bias in the news, in the media. There is bias in certain stations. You'll only see one side than the other. Sometimes you need to be able to judge what's going on. Just like this podcast to a degree, my bias will be always that I am definitely against what Liz Truss is looking at doing. I am without a doubt against what she's saying at this point in time. It's a bias, my bias. Just like what I felt about Boris Johnson. However, If you listen to another podcast, they may be for it. And so sometimes you have to go to something that you know will allow you to be able to make a judgment for what you want. And that is okay. At the moment, things are difficult. There is no debate about that. There is no no point in me pretending. However, if you are struggling find that person to speak to or do what I do talk on here do what I do find a program that is just easy to watch you don't have to worry about it you know it's one of those you know (laughs) programs that you'd never admit to watching but you just watch it which I'm not actually doing right now. You know, I'm watching it, you know, and, and, and even on an evening when I go to bed, I watch a programme that I would have never watched, but actually I watch it, you know. And it is car crash TV, but it's it doesn't... It, it gives me an escape. It gives me something to take me away from what's going on for that moment in time and it and it and it allows me not to think about energy prices or the worry that um lack of work at the moment or um the fact that I'm applying for jobs and things like that it takes away that pressure for that moment in time it gives you that release and that's the thing find that something And it is that guilty pleasure, isn't it? Find something that will allow you that. And that's what is really important. So at the moment, I would imagine many people are suffering with their mental health. And I think we have to be very, very careful of that. And I think sometimes we can literally... We we can... We can pass it on to other things. It's, it's, it's just like at the moment, 
this um, thing with um, Ollie and Phil and, and the queue jumping, how people have jumped on this and how they have, you know, this cancel culture and things like that. Oh, my goodness me. Come on. You, you know, let's put it into perspective. They were working. Regardless whether you believe that or not, they did not stop and bow. They walked past. That's what they did. At the end of the day, they did not stop and bow. Also, on top of that, no. how can you be more angry with that and less angry with Boris Johnson and his lies and, 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 and Matt Hancock and all of those people when they did lies and cheated and things like that. And I'm sorry, but that, that just, and, but yeah, what happens is people become incensed and jump on the bandwagon and, and take their anger out on something that actually is going to cause stress on others. And actually nobody deserves that kind of cruel cruelty because it is cruel there's no need for that regardless whether you have money or don't have money nobody deserves people to be cruel to them nobody deserves that nobody regardless of you who you are we have to be mindful of people we have to be aware what we say and the impact that we have on others We have to be careful that our words can impact somebody's actions. Have we not learnt that? Have we not learnt that? It shouldn't matter who you are. Everybody deserves respect, kindness, understanding. To be heard, to be listened to. And and just that point of remembering that kindness costs nothing. It costs nothing. And just just be aware that we're all struggling in our own way. It doesn't that doesn't that's not about how much money you've got. Lots of people are struggling for different reasons. And there's still stuff going on with COVID and things like that. And there's still people in our society that are struggling with COVID. um, Are still struggling to go out who have autoimmune diseases and things like that. And still struggling in care homes. And so just be aware of what's still going on out there. Be mindful of the impact we're having on people with the words that we say and what the actions we do. And yes, you know, you may have an opinion on what what happened with the queue jumping, but come on, let's remember there is ways to talk about it. There's certainly the actions that people are having is becoming, it's horrible actually, with what I've read. But on top of that, I understand that people will project in their own worry, their own stuff that's going on and I get that and I get that people will project in from other stuff that's going on and and I it's that grief and that stuff that's going on in the world all over and and people will be using that as 
a distraction maybe even. But we do need to be aware. But I think mental health at the moment is, is, is just not being understood enough. It's not that I don't think that we're not talking about it. I just don't think we're understanding. I don't think we're getting it. And I think we're, we're talking about it in a way that's just quite flippant. But actually, be more aware of what we're saying and how it can impact somebody. Be mindful of your words. Be mindful of your actions. Be aware that you can impact on somebody. And somebody, I know people say, well, it's up to them if they take it the wrong way. No, be aware what you say can hurt, can have an impact. Be aware of that. Be aware that if something, just because it doesn't impact you doesn't mean it doesn't impact somebody else. We have to be a bit more empathetic. We have to be a bit more aware of how we approach people. And just because you can cope with something doesn't mean somebody else can. And actually, just because somebody else doesn't cope with something doesn't mean they're weak. It really doesn't. Just because somebody takes a tablet because they have depression or another mental health condition doesn't mean they're weak. It actually means they're dealing with something. They've decided to act upon something. They've done something about it. They're trying to handle it. Which means that ultimately... They're trying to build some resilience. And so, at the moment, if you are struggling, remember to talk about it. If you're struggling to talk about it with any of your family, seek advice. There are lots of charities, mine, Samaritans, um, Heads Together. There's lots of things. Young Minds, there is loads that you can go to. You need to talk, and that's one thing you need to do. But also, do go to your GP. I know that's not easy. I know that's not easy. But there is counselling. There is places you can go. Cafes in your local areas might have groups. Um, Mother and baby groups. Check them out. They're starting to open again. Um, for people that need companionship check out befriending services you know mencap services um, and and scope um, alzheimer's society all of those check them out see what's there see what you can access um you know and, and, and look at alternative prescribing. That's what we should be asking the doctor. Doctors should be looking at prescriptions that aren't just about medication. That should be about accessing different services. And that's what we should be looking at. You know, joining a gym that you can access through your GP. So the GP can actually prescribe that. Social prescribing it should be something that our doctors should be doing to add to your 
well-being rather than just giving you a tablet and that's what we should be looking at and that should be something that we should be doing more of um also prescribing food banks and things like that your gp can do if you're struggling so making sure you go to the doctor and explain that you're struggling they can prescribe a food bank token and things like that so things like that if you're struggling um they're really important it's the biggest thing is talking i can't say it enough be aware if you're not okay talk about it if you need support ask if you can't get it keep fighting and shouting check out online it's hard there's no debate the key thing is everybody deserves to be here and remember the world is better with you here never doubt that never doubt that never doubt that the world is better with you in it Thanks for listening to Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care.